Amen. I was out in my garden last night and, well, actually, I was closing the, the, the blinds on the house about 10 o'clock and I realized that not all my solar lights had come on because it wasn't dark enough. And yet, in the winter, they're on by 5 o'clock. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? You know, when, when teams used to come to Iceland to visit, um, it was interesting that on, they'd always ask us, what should we bring, you see? And one of the things that we had to tell people, either from Europe or from the States, to bring was a roll of bin bags. And that had to be on the list. And so they would, especially from the UK, they would bring those white ones. You know, the white ones. Yeah. Utterly useless. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's, and, and they'd always forget to say, they'd never ask, what are the bin bags for, you see? Until the second night they'd been. And nobody slept because the sun doesn't set. And then we'd say, you need the bin bags for the windows. Because people can't sleep. People would say to me, what's the worst thing about living in Iceland? Is it, is it the long winter nights? I'd say, no. We have long dark nights here. I said, it's the, it's the endless sunshine. It's really weird to be driving home from doing ministry at one o'clock in the morning and have to wear sunglasses. And the funny thing is that living in bright light and sunshine all the time is actually incredibly tiring. It actually wears you down because you, you don't know when to sleep. You don't really know when to wake up. You don't know at what point it's okay to stop. Now it's funny, isn't it? Because the Bible, in the Bible, we're going to talk about it this morning, Jesus talked about being the light of the world. And we talk about there's no shadow of turning, don't we? John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen. I love the challenges that Jesus brings into our life every day. The thing about the Jesus' challenges is they're not passive. Amen? You can't just learn about them and put them to one side and they'll come up when you need them, like maths. Amen? Who was good at maths at school? No, hand down. Um, it, it's one of those things that you've got to live out. And so Jesus understands that there will be challenges to life in this statement of living in the light. So Jesus makes an interesting point to us. Now the interesting thing about what Jesus says is this. You can choose to listen and not hear. And you have to bear in mind that 90% of people who hear the words of God and hear the Bible know the Bible. But that doesn't mean they heed the word of God. Amen? They hear it. There's no deaf people here as far as I know. And there's nobody up here signing. So I'm pretty much sure everybody can hear it. But it's heeding the word of God that becomes just as important. So in other words, do not be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And yet sometimes we miss what the word is telling us. So Jesus goes on to talk about who he is from John 8, 13 to 18. I'll start at verse 12. John 8, 12 to 18. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
The Pharisees, ha, what a shock. The people who should have known, the people who should have been listening, the people who understood what the book says, are the first ones to challenge the word that Jesus says. Oh man, do you know when I first decided that God was telling me to go on the mission field and I started to talk to pastors and leaders, they said, you're a child abuser. I said, excuse me? Taking your children out of school, you're terrible. Call yourself a Christian. The non-Christians said, wow, what a great adventure. The hearers of the word, the ones with the knowledge, are the first ones to question Jesus. Makes you think, doesn't it? Are we listening? Are we heeding? The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are. Appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. In other words, Jesus is a liar. Wow. Verse 14, Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I come from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. You judge me by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Verse 16, But if I do judge... My decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies of himself. My other witness is my Father who sent me. Amen. It's interesting, isn't it? In the book of John, records Jesus several times calling himself, I am. I am. Claims made by Jesus. Each one significant. Here Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. And I, I want to have a look at that this morning because I, I feel it's quite important. It's a claim to be of truth and not of falsehood. Amen. Light and darkness are important images in John's, in John's gospel. Because we all live with light and darkness. We all understand it. Amen. Amen. We all live with light and darkness in our life, in the world today, in the challenges around us. There seems to be light and darkness. And you know what? I think the grey is becoming smaller. We used to say, didn't we? How many people have said, oh, that's a grey area. Oh, I'm not sure about that. That's a grey area. But that's becoming smaller and smaller today because we have to stand. And we have to be a light in the darkness. Because there's so much darkness and so little light. Amen. Light is spoken of here. Light reveals the reality as God knows it, not as we know it. Did you notice Jesus said, hey, you're measuring against the world here, not against who God is. We don't measure ourselves against the world. Amen. If we do, we will pass. If you measure yourself against the world, I guarantee you will be right, you will be self-justified, and you will look good at yourself. Amen? Why? Because we always look at the worst we can find in the world, the darkest place, the darkest thing we can think of, and say, well, thank goodness I don't do that. 
And so we measure ourselves against other people and it's not fair and it's not right and it's not Christian. There's only one measure and I want to tell you that measure's not sat in this room. The last time you measure yourself against anyone else that you see should be today. You should not measure yourself against other people. It's not a true measure and it's not fair. It's not fair for two reasons. One, you're not perfect. Hallelujah. That's difficult. Some of us look in the mirror and think, you are gorgeous. You are lovely. I want to look like Chris. Chris always looks like he's got it together. Look at that pattern. That pattern never moves. I, mean, I haven't got that much hair, but when I did, it never looked as good as Chris's. I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? But when we measure ourselves against other people, we pass. But we fall short of the mark. Because we're not supposed to do that. Darkness is in this world that we live in and the world around us. Jesus is speaking more about being an influence. He's speaking of being a light as he was. More than that, he encourages us to show the light that's in us. So he's our example in all things. In Jesus' life, we see an example of life, of living. That the life that God has called us to is possible. I'm not Jesus. You're not Jesus. But I read about Jesus. And Jesus' life has influenced my life since I was 30 years old. Every day. What did you say, David? Seven. When you first. Yeah. Jill, you said, thank goodness. The Lord has been with me all the way through. The influence of Jesus on our life is manifest in our every day. To the point where we are an influence. Now, the question becomes, are we an influence for good or are we not? Oh, hallelujah. Nobody amen to that. Nobody ever says amen. It's a challenge on us. What kind of influence are we? It's a challenge for us now, just as it was a challenge then, when Jesus brought it up. And he said, look, I am the light of the world. What kind of challenge are you going to be? What kind of influence are you going to be? What are people going to see when they see you? We're often encouraged by Jesus, who is our example. And Jesus says to you and to me in Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16, listen to this. You are the light of the world. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus is an influence and he says, listen, he's an influence beyond life. I want you to be an influence in life. Oh, hallelujah. You know, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if you ever thought about this. <clears throat> I've been a scoutmaster and a Royal Rangers leader all my life. All my adult life. I started scouting when I was 16. I didn't do it before then. By the time I was 18, I was a scout leader. By the time I was 20, I was a, a leader of a troop. 
by the time I, I got to 21, I'd led two troops, Youth Red Cross. I've always been involved in this stuff. One of the things I learned very quickly, and I want you to hear me, there is somebody who looks at you and thinks they want to be you. There is somebody who sees you and thinks, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. Now you won't know it, and you might never know that name, ever. It doesn't matter. You are an influence. Now the question before us is, what do they see? What do they hear? Which part of you comes out? Which part of you do you allow people to see? Now remembering that God sees everything and has just said, you are the light of the world and you need to shine for me. Which part of you have you put under the bowl? You just wear your smiley face when you come here? No good. It's not good. No. We expect you to smile when you come. We expect you to be nice in church. Nobody comes to church and say, I hate you. God, oh, you're ugly. They don't come to church and do that. It's not, we don't do that. But do, we don't do it here, but do we do it out there? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I don't know, but God knows. Yeah. God knows when you're angry and self-righteous and judgmental, and prideful, and gossip, all those things that he said, look, you can't be a light to the world if you do those things. That's not light, that's darkness. Yeah, no one ever amens that bit either. Praise the Lord. It's true. You are an influence, even today. Not just here in church either, in life. There are people who see you and you think you've got it all together and you think, oh, I'm falling apart. Doesn't matter what you think. Influence is what people see when they see you. And Jesus challenges, he said, listen, you need to stop and think about this. You are the light of the world. Three things I'm going to talk about this morning about this. Do we know what kind of light we are. It's a personal challenge from Jesus to us. It was in his time and it is now. What kind of light do I shine? Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Let your light shine before all men. Let people see your light. I nor anyone else can shine for you. You realize that? Nobody can shine for you. That's a strange thought, isn't it? Even pastor can't shine for you. He can't make you look good. Plastic surgery, money, they're not going to make you look good. They'll change your appearance, but they won't make you look good. Because people see who you are. It won't work, because I don't go where you go. I don't work where you go. I don't talk where you talk. I don't live in your home. When somebody comes in your home, how does it feel? When you go into somebody else's home, what do you take with you? Man. Hallelujah. It's personal being the light of the world. It's challenging to constantly be in the light. Someone once asked me, they said, 
I've been doing missions since I was 30 years old. Someone said, what, what is it like? I said, I'll tell you what it's like. It's absolutely exhausting. What do you mean? I said, I never get to shut the door. Everywhere I go, everything I do, everybody knows I'm foreign. Everybody knows I'm a pastor. Everybody knows the minute I open my mouth, everybody knows I'm not Icelandic. Even though I can speak Icelandic a bit. Þetta er mér erfitt, má segja, til að breytika til fólk sem skil mér ekki. Ég tala ennsku og ég ætti að tala ennsku að það ætti að lægja, bara ef ég tala íslandsku, það er mér erfitt til að breytika í íslandsku, veistu það? Now everybody knows that I don't speak Icelandic just because I said that. And all I said is, it's much easier to preach in English than it is to preach in Icelandic. But the Icelanders go, oh, he's not Icelandic. You see, living in the light can be difficult. So God said, listen, you don't have to live it alone, but you have to let me help you live it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That's the problem we have, isn't it? Stubborn pride. I'm okay. I'm all right. I don't need anything. I don't need prayer. I don't need anything. We're all all right. The number of people fall into pieces. Because they're trying to live in the light alone. Do you know what I, I come to church for? I mean, I come to church for fellowship. Do you know what I really enjoy about church? Getting my battery filled. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. getting, my, getting recharged for the week. I don't go, I don't go to a, a, a little going, going, you know, uh, uh, the Lord is, and the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not weep. I don't walk through doing that. I don't know if you do, I don't do that. The Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. Cabbage, please. <laughs> don't do that either. I'd probably get arrested. Eh? Be thou my vision. Bacon sandwich. Lord of my... You can't live like that. But he doesn't ask us to. No. Shine with who you are. Shine with who you've become. Where? In him. The minute you try to do it alone, you can't do it. Amen? It doesn't stop us trying from time to time. And Jesus says, stop a minute. Stop. Look. You are the light of the world because I am in you. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad it's not you? Amen? Aren't you glad it's not you? When we're tired and we're hurting, and we're feeling our age, and we feel like I'm overwhelmed at work, or I just can't do it, or why would anybody listen to me? Aren't you glad it's not you? Jesus said, don't you shine. I want you to let me shine through you. Because that's who you are. That's who you have become in me. Hallelujah. It's personal. Second, it's spiritual. We reflect a brighter light than is in us. It is His light, not ours, freely given. No cost to us. It's a free gift. Take it, use it, do what you want with it. But use it to shine. Jesus is the light of the world. His light became the light in the darkness. That's the light that we saw. You and me, that's the light we saw when we got saved. That was the light that drew us to himself. I call it the spark. Yeah. The moment when you understood 
Each of us has been in that place. Nobody's born a Christian. We would reach that place of understanding that he is the light of the world. The sparks of something suddenly happened that caused us to change the entire path of our life. And we saw the light. And we saw the light. It changed us. And it drew us. And it's kept us. Jesus is the light in the darkness. Now go and do the same for others. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light to shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge. Isn't that a powerful thing? We saw the light and we knew what it meant. We were, it was revealed to us and we understood in that moment. The third thing is, it's public. Nobody has a light, hides it. You know, in the old days, they would, they would in those days when Jesus, they would have a lampstand, a tall one, and the light would go on it. And it wasn't as bright as ours, but it would light the whole, and it would be left on all night. So people could see that somebody was living in the house. Do we leave our light on? And then, we have two lights. We have a personal light, public, that people see. And we also have a collective light, as a church. I believe local church is the hope of the world. As our light shine. When we talk about church, when we ask people about God, when we tell people about God, how do they hear it from us? Oh, I was at church. How oh, was it? Well, I was alright. Worship was a bit ropey. Preacher <laughs> preached a long time. It's okay, man, just stay awake. Amen. How do we talk about church? It was amazing. We heard from God today. God spoke. Hallelujah. You should have been there. When we're driving towards, have you ever noticed this? If you drive out in the countryside, if you're driving towards a town, you can see the glow over the town. Miles and miles before you get to the town, you can see it there. And this is not, it doesn't even have to be on a hill. You can just see the light of the town hovering in the air. And it's an amazing thing. You kind of know when you're going home to that town, there's home. That's the place I want to be over there. That's home. Church should be like that. We need to shine in the darkness so that people see that there is something here that they need. There is something here that they want. Amen? Come on. So Jesus puts it in Matthew 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. We, don't, we shouldn't hide. Jesus speaks like this to us today. It's a challenge to us. It's hot. It's warm. Chris is not a long speaker. Hallelujah. Thank goodness. I want to like, come on, hurry up. 
get out before the thunderstorm. I'm hoping for a thunderstorm. I need to wash my car. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> One of the things, right, that, that is true, right, is that this, you and me, we are the difference. We are the difference. Wherever we go, we are the difference. Wherever we live, we are the difference. Wherever we shop, we are the difference because we are the light of the world. That's what he calls us to be. Jesus simply asks a question. Why would you cover your lamp? Why would you, A, be afraid to share? Two, why don't you have that lamp uncovered all the time? It's difficult, isn't it, to think about it? Can I shine everywhere? Hallelujah. It's difficult because we don't know how to do that. It's difficult not to get angry. It's difficult not to be hurt. It's easier to be right and to be judgmental than it is to shine and give forgiveness. But that's not what we're being asked to do. The challenge is to walk in the light. I, I, in a way, I like the way Paul puts it. Paul in Romans 1 verse 16, he says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Now, there's a whole preaching there, but here's the thing, the two things I get out of what Paul says. First of all, he is not ashamed. I'm going to shine. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you call me. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you think of it. This is who I am, and this is what I want you to see. The first thing. Second thing he does is this. It is the power of God. Isn't that an amazing statement? It's not me, it's God. It's not me, it's God. It's not me, it's God. That's the bit that we have to get in our heads. It's not me. People aren't looking at you. They're looking at what's happened to you. They're looking at what's happened to you inside that's coming out. That's what they're looking at. That's what they're hearing. Amen. Neither do people, Matthew chapter 5 verse 15, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus is not just challenges us to be a light, but he's challenges us to share the light. In these times that we live in, and we keep talking about dark times, and we keep talking about difficult times, we need to shine. And we need to be those people. The people of the word, the people of the gospel, the people of faith, the people of truth, the people who understand what's going on and say, there is another way. There is another way and I want to show you because I've been shown the light and I want to share the light with you and I want to share the light with you and I want you to see something because there's something special here. Amen. Amen. We need to be those people not because we need it. If anybody's not a Christian in here today I would say why? 
The second thing I would ask is don't leave this place without finding out about Jesus, this light of the world. If you are a Christian and you have been hiding your light, and I believe when you spoke your word earlier that God was also saying there are people here with their light under a bowl. It's been there a while. But God wants you to know he can see inside the bowl and he sees it's still lit. He sees it's still shining. It's just that you won't take the bowl off. But he wants to say to you today, I want to help you. I want to help you take the bowl off. You need to let go and let me help you. You know, friends, we are being asked to shine in a dark time. Let yourself, let us be the light of the world that we've been called to be. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for this picture that you give us. That, Lord, that what you have set in us is hope and truth and love and peace and all those things. But, Lord, you have set a light in us. And, Lord, others need that light. Help us to draw people in, talk to them, show them what you have done in us and for us. In Jesus' name. Amen.